Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you to another wonderful edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. How are you, Holly? I'm doing well, and you, Carl? I'm doing delightful. Thank you very much. We want to say thank you to all you Coltonites out there for the positive feedback, the wonderful support that you give us. Speaking of which, Carl, how do we can reach you guys? Good thing you've asked. Let's talk about it. They reach us up at Facebook at Colts Coffee Conversation. We have Twitter at Colts Coffee Con 1. That is Colts Coffee Con 1. And, of course, we have our wonderful email address at Colts Coffee Conversation at gmail.com. But wait, there is more. Holly. I have a correction. You have a correction? Go for it. Colts Coffee Convo at gmail.com. Oh, Colts Coffee Convo at gmail.com. You are absolutely correct. Do you want me to start again? Or are we good? We're good. Beautiful. All righty. Okay. There's one more way that they can uh, contact us. That is, Holly. Take it away. You can use your smartphone, and you record a voice memo, and you send it off to cultscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. Beautiful. All righty, Holly. The main question, well, there's two main questions because we're starting off with a new group, but before we start into our group, before we start having a conversation about our cults, Holly, let's talk about our coffee. What are you having? Well, today I'm having an iced French roast coffee with Italian sweet cream. Beautiful. And I'm, of course, having it. Keep it safe. Keep it sound. I'm having a vanilla cappuccino. That's mm. right. Mmm. Delicious. All righty. Are you ready to get into our special group today, Holly? Yes, I am. And it is a new group. Isn't that correct? Yes, it is. All righty. What group are we covering this time. Well, this group is... Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into it, I apologize. This, we have to give a special shout out. This was a request from one of our cultonites, believe it or not. That is correct. Yes. She reached out to an email and said, hey, I would love to hear you guys discuss this group. So we decided to chew on it. And now we're covering it, Holly. By popular demand of our <laughs> cultonites, what are we covering? We are covering the famous, all famous, world famous cult. World famous, world famous. Called Transcendental Meditation. Ooh, Transcendental Meditation. Now, some people would say, that's not a cult. That's not a cult. I've done that before. Okay. We all have had our meditations. Um, you know, I've done a few meditation stuff myself. When this I was is a very particular kind. Yes, it's a very particular. It's I've a never very done this one. simple kind. It when is when you you start it out. Yes. And the thing is, is it it morphs into more and more and more and more and more of of a certain other group that yes. we have not covered and won't probably won't because, well, quite frankly, they'll just sue us until. Well, there's so many talking about it. But anyway, yes. it's kind of a thing like you start simple, yes. you start cheap, yes. and the next thing you know, you're all consumed. Yep, yep. And there's, well, we won't get into it. We'll just go step by step. Oh, hmm, this sounds familiar. Hmm, this sounds familiar. We have quite a bit of uh, information Absolutely. that we are going to yes. talk about. We um, are. We're going to go through, like we always do, with the leader. Yep, we got to start with the basis first before we get to the the... What is it? The good stuff? Yeah, the juice. The juice. That's right. The juice. So, yeah, we're going to go through bit by bit. It's more be like an education. Yes, we're going to instead gonna, of a criticism yes, at this point. At this point, it's just mm -hmm. more of a background. We're, we are paint, we are taking the canvas and we're painting a broad stroke. Yes. All righty. Okay. Even though we have quite a few notes. A ton. 
of <laughs> notes. A ton of notes. Alrighty, so now uh, he's also known as the giggling guru, okay? And that's because he would giggle in TV interviews. Yes, that's correct. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi belonged to the subcast of scribes and administrators of the Hindu religion. Now, the birth name and the birth dates of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi are not known with any certainty, in part because of the tradition of aesthetics and uh, monks who relinquish family connections. Oh, that's interesting. Now, various accounts give the year of his birth is either 1911, uh, 1917, or 1918. Author Paul Mason and William Jefferson say that he was born uh, January 12, 1917 in Jabalpur, central province of British India, now known as the Madhya Parish in India. Mahesh came from an upper caste family of Castilla caste, a high-status caste whose traditional profession is writing. Mahesh studied physics at Allahabad University and earned a degree in 1942. While few sources say that he worked at the gun carriage factory in Jalapur for some time, most report that in 1941 he became an administrative secretary to Brahmaanda Sarastwadi also known as Guru Dev. So that's what we're going to call him. Guru Dev. <laughs> yep, okay. there we go. Which means divine teacher and took a new name, Bal Brahmahari Mahesh. Guru Dev insisted that before accepting Mahesh as a pupil, he must first complete his university degree and get permission from his parents. The Maharishi recalls how it took about two and a half years to attune himself to the thinking of Gurudev and to gain a very genuine feeling of complete oneness. At first, Mahesh performed common chores, but gained trust and became Gurudev's personal secretary and favored pupil. He was trusted to take care of the bulk of Gurudev's correspondence without direction and was also sent out to give public speeches on Vedic or scriptural themes. The Maharishi said, his life truly began in 1940 at the feet of his master when he learned the secret of swift and deep meditation. Mm. Mahesh remained with Guru Dev until the latter died in 1953 when he moved to Uttarkashi in Tukarahand in the Himalayas, where he undertook a reclusive life for two years. Although Mahesh was a close disciple, he could not be Gurudev's spiritual successor because he was not of the Brahmin caste. Gurudev, at the end of his life, charged him with the responsibility of traveling and teaching meditation to the masses. While he named Swami Shantaranda Sarawati as his successor. Alrighty, so let's talk about his little tour of India. Now, this tour was a... Uh between two years from 1955 to 1957. But in 1955, Mahesh left Uwatakashi and began his public teaching that he stated was a traditional meditation technique learned from his master, Guru Deb. And he did call it Transcendental Deep Meditation. Later, the technique was renamed as just Transcendental Meditation. It was also then that he was first publicly known with the name of Marahishi, an Honorific title, meaning Great Sage. Yes, you are the sage, sir. 
After the title was given to him according to some of our sources from Indian pundits, and according to another source of the honorific was given along with Yogi by followers in India. Later in the West, the title was retained as a name. Now he traveled around India for two years, uh, interacting with his Hindu audiences in an Indian context. At the time, he called his movement the Spiritual Development Movement, but renamed it the Spiritual Regeneration Movement in 1957 in Madras, India. And the concluding day of the Seminar of Spiritual Luminaries. Now let's talk about his world tour, Holly. Between 1958 and 1968, so that's 10 years. Yes, ma'am. So we're going to go over some of these highlights of the 10 years of his tour because there's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, I try to reduce all of the verbiage here. Yes. So according to William Jefferson... In 1958, the Maharishi went to Madras to address a large crowd of people who had gathered to celebrate the memory of Guru Dev. It was there that he spontaneously announced that he had planned to spread the teaching of TM throughout the world. Hundreds of people immediately asked to learn TM. In 1959, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi began his first world tour writing, I had one thing in mind that I know something which is useful to every man, unquote. The first world tour began in Rangoon, Burma, now Myanmar, and included the countries of Thailand, Malaya, Singapore, Hong Kong, and Hawaii. He arrived in Hawaii in the spring of 1959, and the Honolulu Star Bulletin reported, quote, He has no money. He asks for nothing. His worldly possessions can be carried in one hand. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is on a world odyssey. He carries a message that he says will rid the world of all unhappiness and discontent, unquote. Though most of his audience consisted of average middle-class individuals, he also attracted a few celebrities, such as Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., Nancy Cook de Herrera, and Doris Duke. When the Maharishi came to the U.S. in 1959, his spiritual regeneration movement was called Transcendental Meditation. That same year, he began the International Meditation Society and other organizations to propagate his teachings, in establishing centers in San Francisco and London. Of course, San Francisco. Why would it not be San Francisco? Of course. In 1960, while in Manchester, England, the Maharishi gave a television interview and was featured in many English newspapers. In 1961, the Maharishi visited the United States, Austria, Sweden, France, Italy, Greece, India, Kenya, England, and Canada. In April 1961, the Maharishi conducted his first Transcendental Meditation teacher training course in Rishikesh, India, with 60 participants from various countries. His 1962 world tour included visits to Europe, India, Australia, and New Zealand. The year concluded in California, where the Maharishi began dictating his book, The Science of Being and Art of Living. Now, the Maharishi toured cities in Europe, Asia, North America, and India in 1963, also addressed ministers of the Indian Parliament. Now, Maharishi's fifth world tour in 1964 consisted of visit of many cities in North America, Europe, and India. Uh, during the same year, the Maharishi finished his book of Science of Being and Art of Living, which sold more than a million copies and was published in 15 languages. Impressive. 
Maharishi's activities in 1966 included a course in India and one-month tour in South America. Now, in 1967, Maharishi gave a lecture at Caxton Hall in London. Also, he lectured at UCLA, hmm, Harvard, hmm, Yale, and ah, Berkeley. Ooh, connection, maybe? Hmm. That year, an article in Time Magazine reported that Maharishi, quote, has been sharply criticized by other Indian sages who complain that his program of spiritual peace without either penance or asceticism contraveys every traditional Hindu belief, end quote. Now, religion and culture scholar Sean McLeod also reported that the traditional Indian sages and gurus were critical of the Maharishi for teaching a simple technique and making it available to everyone and for abandoning traditional concepts of suffering and concentration as paths to enlightenment. Now, at uh, 1968, the Maharishi said that after 10 years of teaching and world tours, he would return to India. Holly. Now, this is going to be a real a short section because we're going to do a whole entire podcast uh, on this an entire next episode, yes. title, okay? Mm -hmm. The Associations with the Beatles. Yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> In 1967, the Maharishi's fame increased and his movement gained greater prominence when he became the, quote, spiritual advisor to the Beatles, unquote. Though he was already well-known among young people in the UK and had already had numerous public appearances that brought him to the band's attention. So we're going to kind of put that on hold to yes. another, another episode. Maybe even two, depending on how we get through it. Oh, boy. So It'll be good. It'll be yes, good. of course. So now the further growth of the TM movement from 1968 to 1990... In 1968, the Maharishi announced that he would stop his public activities and instead begin the training of TM teachers at his new global headquarters in Silisberg, Switzerland. Mm. In 1969, he inaugurated a course in his Science of Creative Intelligence at Stanford University, Palo Alto Bay Area, mm -hmm. which was then <laughs> offered at 25 other American universities. Mm. In 1970... After having trouble with Indian tax authorities, he moved his headquarters to Italy, returning to India in the late 1970s. Sounds like someone else we I know. I know. Hmm. This is Leaving uh, India because of taxes. Hmm. Hmm. That could be Bhagwan. Holly, no one told you to bring me up in this podcast. <laughs> okay. But you did. Go on, continue. Okay. Waiting for you, Bhagwan. What happened? All right. Maharishi announced his world plan in 1972, the goal of which was to establish 3,600 TM centers around the world. That year, a TM training course was given by the Maharishi at Queen's University. At the start of the course, the Maharishi encouraged the attendees to improve their appearance by getting haircuts and wearing ties. He also persuaded the U.S. Army to offer courses in TM to its soldiers. Interesting. Well, in March of 1973, Maharishi addressed the legislature of the state of Illinois. That same year, the legislature passed a resolution to support of the use of Maharishi's science of creative intelligence in Illinois public schools. Way to go, Illinois! 1974, the Maharishi's International University was founded. Nice. October 1975, the Maharishi was pictured in the front of the Time magazine. He made his last visit of spiritual 
Regeneration Movement Center in Los Angeles, hmm, 1975, according to the film director David Lynch, who met him for the first time there. Now oh. I have something to say. Yes. This Maharishi International University. Yes. That is going to be another subject that we're going to go over. Yes, it is. Just kind of put a little bookmark on that. <laughs> no. And also, we're probably going to be talking a little bit about the film director, David Lynch. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Now, 1975, Maharishi embarked on a five-continent trip to inaugurate what he called the, quote, the dawn of age of enlightenment, end quote. Now, the Maharishi said the purpose of the inaugural tour was to quote go around the country and give a gentle whisper to the population that is actually very sweet and very poetic now the teaching of tm and the science of creative intelligence in a new jersey public school was stopped when the u.s court in 1977 declared the movement to be religious and the ruled rotation of tm by public organizations is a breach of the separation of church and state i.e first amendment holly during the 1980s, the organization continued to expand, and his meditation technique continued to attract celebrities despite its outlandish claims and accusations of fraud from disaffected former disciples. Sounds familiar as well. Hmm. The TM organization made a number of property investments. Mm. Mm. In the United States, resorts and hotels, many in city centers, were purchased to be used as TM training centers, Doug Henning and the Maharishi planned a magical Vedic amusement park, Vedaland, and bought large tracts of land near Orlando, Florida, and in Niagara Falls. This sounds somewhat familiar, too. Hmm, but it's not Disneyland. No, and it's definitely not uh, what Jim Baker was building. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was Niagara Falls, Ontario, which is in Canada, to host the park. The theme park was supposed to be a gateway to the understanding the mysteries of the universe. These plans were never executed, and for Niagara Falls, Veta Land turned out to be just another theme park proposal that never materialized. Ah. The Maharishi commissioned plans from a prominent architect for the world's tallest building, a Vedic-style pyramid to be built in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and to be filled with yogic flyers and other TM endeavors. Now, this yogic flyers, we're going to talk about that later on. I <laughs> can't wait to talk about that one. In January 1988, his offices in New Delhi were raided by the Indian tax authorities and the Maharishi and his organization were accused of falsifying expenses. Ah, the sounds familiar. The Maharishi, who was headquartered in Switzerland at the time, mm. reportedly moved to the Netherlands after the Indian government accused him of tax fraud. Beautiful. Let's talk about the, the 90s now uh, in the year of the low drop. Now, in 1990, Maharishi relocated headquarters from Salisburg, Switzerland, to a former Franciscan monastery in Vlidrop of the Netherlands, which became known as Miru, Holland. And on the account of that, the Maharishi European Research University, M-E-R-U, campus was there. Now, during the time in Vlodrop, he communicated to the public mainly via video and the internet. This is Brand New Times, 1991. Put that disc in that computer, baby. He also recreated a subscription-based satellite TV channel called mm. Vita Vision, which broadcasted continent to 22 languages in 144 countries. Now, this is new. 
I like this. This is interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like TBN. Way to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, okay. In 1991, also the Maharishi called Washington, D.C. a pool of mud, of course. After a decade of attempts to lower the rate of crime in the city, which had a second largest TM community in the U.S. Hmm, that's funny. I guess it didn't work. He told his followers to leave and save themselves from its, quote, criminal atmosphere, end quote. The Maharishi is believed to have made his final public appearance in 1991 in Maastricht in the Netherlands. Now, Deepak Chopra, described as, quote, one of the Maharishi's top assistants before he launched his own career, wrote that the Maharishi collapsed in 1991 with kidney and pancreas failure, and the illness was kept secret by the Maharishi's family, and that he tended to Maharishi during a year-long recovery. Now, according to Chopra, the Maharishi accused him in 1993 in July of trying to compete for the position of guru and asked him to stop traveling and writing books, which led Chopra's decision to leave the movement in January of 1994. A little side note. Now, 1992, Maharishi began to send groups of yogi flyers to countries like India, Brazil, China, America, and the effort to promote the world peace through coherent world consciousness. Now, in 1993 and in 2003, he decided to raise fees for learning in the TM technique. Okay, in 1997, the Maharishi's organization built the largest wooden structure in the Netherlands without using any nails. The building was was the Maharishi's residence for the last two decades of his life. In later years, the Maharishi rarely left his two-room quarters in order to preserve his health and energy. He used video conferencing to communicate with the world and with his advisors. In 2000, the Maharishi founded the Global Country of World Peace, Beautiful. the GCWP, to create global world peace by unifying all nations in happiness, prosperity, invincibility, and perfect health, while supporting the rich diversity of our world's family. The Maharishi crowned Tony Nader, a physician and MIT-trained neuroscientist, as the king or Maharaja of the GCW in 2000. The GCWP unsuccessfully attempted to establish a sovereign micronation when it offered $1.3 billion to the president of Suriname for a 200-year lease of 3,500 acres of land. Stop. How much again? 1.3 what? Billion with a B. Billion with a B. Where did that money come from? Hmm. Now, Suriname, officially known as the Republic of Suriname, is a country on the northeastern Atlantic coast of South America. It's bordered by the Atlantic Ocean to the north, French Guiana to the east, and Guyana to the west, and Brazil to the south. At just under 65,000 square kilometers, or 64,000 square miles, it is the smallest sovereign state in South America. Suriname has a population of approximately 575,990, most of whom live on the country's north coast in and around the capital and largest city, Paramaribo. Now, the question that I have is kind of, well, it's not a question, it's an observation. Go ahead. So they're trying to buy a big, huge lot of land to make their own country. Now, that kind of sounds familiar, too, except for they try to make their own city. 
Carl, why do you keep bringing me up? Stop it. Hey. Hey, there's also somebody that was in Guyana. Do you remember? Jim Jones. I see the light. They're coming after me. It's time to go. Time to go, people. Let's go. Let's get on a plane and a bus to the place we call Jonestown. And we have covered that. Yes, we have. There's a lot of similarities in this. Yeah, different different little pieces, right? Yes, enjoying this. My turn to talk about yes, 2002, though. In 2002, he attempted to choose a king for Talamanca as a, quote, remote Indian reservation in Costa Rica. Uh, also in 2001, the followers of the Maharishi founded the Maharishi Vedic City, a few miles north of Fairfield, Iowa, in the United States, and we will get into that mm -hmm. as well. This new city requires that the construction of those homes and buildings be done according to the Maharishi Thaipatya Vedi principles of harmony with nature. Also in 2003, David Lynch began fundraising a project to raise how much? One, One billion. billion dollars. Yes, billion with the B. On behalf of the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi to build a meditation center large enough to hold 8,000 skilled practitioners. Now the Maharishi ordered a suspension of TM training in Britain in 2005 due to his opposition to the Prime Minister Tony Blair's decision to support the Iraqi war. And the Maharishi said that he did not want to waste the beautiful nectar of TM on a scorpion nation. Ooh, he lifted the ban after Blair's resignation in 2007. So let's talk about his death. Yes. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, concerned about his health, became increasingly secluded in two rooms of his residence. During this period, he rarely had in-person meetings and instead communicated with his followers almost exclusively by closed-circuit television. Mm. On January 12, 2008, his 90th birthday, the Maharishi declared, It has been my pleasure at the feet of Guru Dev to take the light of Guru Dev and pass it on in my environment. Now today I'm closing my design duty to Guru Dev, and I can only say live long the world in peace, happiness, prosperity, and freedom from suffering. A week before his death, the Maharishi said that he was stepping down as leader of the TM movement and retreating into silence and that he planned to spend his remaining time studying the ancient Indian texts. The Maharishi died peacefully in his sleep of natural causes on February 5th, 2008 at his residence in Vlaudrop, Netherlands. The cremation and funeral rites were conducted at the Maharishi's ashram in India, overlooking the confluence of the Ganges and Yamunda rivers. Beautiful. The funeral, with state honors, was carried by Sahana TV station and was presided over by one of the claimants to the seat of the north. The Indian officials who attended the funeral included central minister and also a lot of assembly speakers, the state leaders, and top officials. Mm. Also in attendance were 35 Rajas of the Global Country of World Peace, one-time disciple Shreve. Ravi Shankar, yeah. and David Lynch. A troop of uniformed policemen lowered their arms in salute, and the funeral received its status as a state funeral because the Maharishi was recognized master in the tradition of the Aviata Vendata founded by 
Shankara. All righty. Now, of course, the Maharishi is survived by a brother and also a number of nephews. Now, one of the nephews, I'm going to do my best to say their names because they are challenging. It's going to be fun. All right. So one of the nephews is uh, Girish uh, Chandra Varma, and he's the chairman of the Maharishi Vidya Mandir Schools Group and also senior functionary of the TM movement (laughs) in India. Now, other nephews include Parkresh uh, Shrivastav, who is the president of the uh, Maharishi Vidya Mandarin Schools, and also Anad Shrivastava, chairman of the Maharishi Group. Now, in his obituary, BBC News reported that the Maharishi Master had bequeathed him, quote, the task of keeping the tradition of transcendental meditation alive, end quote, and also quoting, the Maharishi's commercials mantras drew criticism from the stricter Hindus, but his promises of better health, stress relief, and spiritual alignment drew devotees uh, from all over the world. Now, Paul McCartney commented, saying that, quote, that uh, whistled I am deeply saddened by his passing. My memories of him will only be joyful ones. He was a great man who worked tirelessly for people of the world and the cause of unity. All righty. Well, there it is, guys. That is just the background there of TM. Yes. Yeah, so a little history there. What we're taking out of this is several points that we kind of went through um, as we went along. OK, we're going to talk about the Beatles. We're definitely going to talk about the Beatles. We're, we're going t- to talk about that. Iowa. Iowa. That is Fairfield and also their um, university there and, and their little city that they created. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the money. Oh, yes. And Following you the heard money. the money. You heard the money from a guy who his only possessions he can carry in his hand. Somehow $1.3 billion available. Oh, there was way more than that. That was Tons just more. Yes. So, and the other thing is this um, yogic flying. <laughs> I saw the video of it. It is hilarious. Well, actually, you know, another person that we did was the uh, yes, the, the blind, the blind yes. guru mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, who had a picture of it. Yes, he did that too. Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're grabbing from here, there, and everywhere, Yeah, this is pretty much a good good, uh, uh, diced salad here of many different ingredients to make a delicious bowl of salad. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, the ingredients are here to have a uh, very worthwhile telling of this. Yes, I think so. Um, Hopefully you'll stay with us. We're not trying to promote it. We're just trying to place the facts in. We're just trying to figure it out because that's Mm -hmm. what we do. And, of course, we chime in on our own personal humor about it because, you know what, you got to be a little lighthearted when you start covering some of this stuff because some of it is pretty dark. Correct. So, all righty, guys. Well, once again, thank you to the Coltonite out there who brought this to our attention. Yes. We are going to enjoy this rabbit hole. Once again, guys, uh, thank you for uh, the port you've given us, guys. We hope we've brought a little joy into your life as well. (laughs) Um, And once again, guys, please reach out to us on Facebook at Colts Coffee Conversation. We also have the Twitter at Colts Coffee Con 1. And then, of course, we have uh, our email address at coltscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. And, of course, Holly's wonderful introduction to 
the video recording and you can send it at coltscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. Okay, it could be audio too. Yeah, that's right, audio. So anyway, guys, thanks again. We do appreciate it. This one's for you, you Coltonites out there. And we say thank you. And on that note, good night, Holly. Good night, Carl.